invested a lot of money into buying this building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a good Stop to do it, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are talking on glass here. If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it now. Don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So today I just wanted to have like a little bitty, just kind of insert, just on some for the culture stuff, just some some pop culture things, some things that have been happening lately out there in the world that is just, just kind of like just sitting in my spirit just to talk about. So I ran across the story about the True Kitchen and Cocktails owner. Um, this is a hot spot, kind of like a, it's almost kind of a mix of a, a, a restaurant not necessarily a complete lounge, but it kind of could have like a loungy kind of atmosphere like on the weekends. So the owner of True Kitchen went viral last week. Um, there was a video that circulated around where it was probably like a Friday or a Saturday night at the restaurant. Um, the place is for COVID. I mean, it's pretty packed. There's a lot of people in there. Um, just a lot of people serving food. They're playing good music. Um, and Megan Thee Stallion comes on. Now, typically Megan Thee Stallion does inspire all of the twerking with my lack of vibranium knees but <laughs> it inspired it so much and some of his patrons that they actually stood on his furniture and started twerking in the middle of the restaurant now here's the thing about this this is not a nightclub okay this is an actual restaurant now while it's not you know at Ruth Chris level you know it also ain't Joe's Pizzeria so I was kind of taking a look at like some of the pictures of the place online you kind of see some of the restaurant in the actual like video itself. And it was kind of like, that's a nice place. <laughs> like, that's a real nice place. And it's a black owned establishment. So you've got these women kind of like dancing on tables, chairs, everything. Like one lady, like you see her like standing on a booth or something like, or a chair or something like that, like with her hands on like the glass that's on the wall and just like twerking. I think it was a window or something, but just twerking, just going at it. And then you see this video of him coming out as the owner and just literally going off. I did this for us. I did this for the culture. How can I tell, you know, brothers to 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 have self-respect and to carry themselves appropriately? I'm going to have to say that to my sisters, too. This ain't what this is for. I don't need your motherfucking money. You take that shit elsewhere. You take that shit to the pay. I, listen, I don't know if it's because I've been watching like Showtime <laughs> lately, but did he say the pink? If anybody has seen this, did he say take that down to the pink? I was like, the pink? With, with Uncle Cliff? Like, the pink? The pink? Anywho. Um, so he was like, yo, you, you got to take that shit elsewhere. You know, for all my Detroit people, take that shit to Club Blue. You know, take that shit, take that shit to Onyx. Take that shit, <laughs> take that shit somewhere else. Take that shit to Deja Vu. This is not, this is not that. This is a restaurant. So here's my thing with this. And again, the, there's been different angles, different videos coming out from different angles. Um, the first video that I saw, my instant reaction was, 
like I was thinking when I heard the story, like, did the whole restaurant get up? Like from the angle that I saw was that it, it felt like maybe like 30 or 40 people had like jumped on the tables and just start twerking and going crazy. And it turns out from one angle, it looks like there's only one. But I actually think um, just from like reading some other stuff and seeing some other people's comments, I think it was actually maybe like a few people, but not like an entire group. There was like one person here, two people there and one other person here. So in a full restaurant, we're talking about somewhere less than a handful of people. Right. Now, again, if you're in the restaurant industry, you probably understand that, I, you know, I've been a waitress for a long, a lot, a lot of time. I'm not currently one, um, but that's pretty much how I put myself through college. So, and I worked at IHOP. Not only did I work at IHOP, I worked at IHOP third shift. Third shift is 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. So, yeah, Mickey paid her dues, okay, in the in the food and the restaurant industry. And when people coming in at those hours and stuff, you know, even for us at like an IHOP or something, people are like, I mean, they're fucked up. You know what I mean? And if you got the vibe right, we just so happen to be like an all black um, staff that worked on third shift on the weekends at IHOP. You know, the manager, the shift manager, the cooks, busboys, every single body. So we kind of had to control the speaker system. So after the afternoon shift left, you know, at like 1130, we were kind of like, all right, turn, turn on that little boosie, turn on that. <laughs> and all the people that were coming in were like all the people from school. I mean, it was all the people from Alabama State who were coming in to, you know, after a night at the Rose or, oh, the Rose. I really went all the way back there. What other places did I go in college? Well, in, in Montgomery. I'm really trying to think. I remember going to the Rose. Like freshman and sophomore year, it was like heavy at the Rose. Then we did switch somewhere. Oh, no. Or did I leave then? There was somewhere else that we went, though. I don't remember if any of my Montgomery friends are out there, my Alabama state people just comment to me, share with me, where did we go beside the Rose? There was somewhere else that we went. And of course the little promoters would have like little parties and hotels. Oh, I remember one of them got shot up. I had on my baby fat. This is super side note. I had on this baby fat outfit that I had been saving for. I saved part of my whole, that was when baby fat was like the shit with like the little cat on it. I remember that outfit. I went to Montgomery mall which was like damn near two stores hanging on. <laughs> the last time I've been to Montgomery, I went to Montgomery Ball and I went to, I don't remember what store. I bought some real expensive. I went to Express and bought some real expensive tight ass white blue jeans. And then I bought, I went to Baker's and I bought these, when I say they were like stilettos and I was like, oh, I finally really feel comfortable. Like I feel super duper grown. Like my mom ain't here. I can wear whatever fuck I want to out the house. <laughs> like I was here for it and I remember I got these white pants because what there was a reason why I wore white I do not wear white or maybe that was the traumatic reason why I don't wear white anymore I was wearing white pants these kind of nude brownish really tan ish color um just open-toed stiletto heels and I was wearing it was a tan cream color they matched my shoes a a tube top that had like lacing it like ruched and laced itself up on each side. So like you could tighten it or you could loosen it if you want to. So it was tan colored. The band on the top was white and it had the white baby fat cat on it. And it came down to like, it came really down really far. So it was like really, really cool looking. Oh my God. I'm like super off track. Let me tell y'all something. 
I went to, we went to, it was some hotel that was there that all these little promoters would always rent out the ballroom, I guess, because it was really cheap to have parties. Went there for a party and all of a sudden I, I'm flirting with some dude and all of a sudden I hear shooting and I'm like, child, I'm too cute. I get to run like everybody else. I trip and fall. And when I say I face planted in that hotel, I face planted. I think I got stepped on by like one or two people. One of the guys that we actually like, we weren't in the same dorm together or anything. There weren't any mixed dorms at Alabama State. But like one of the guys that we like hang in the same circles with, he came, he picked me up. He was like, come on, come on. We get outside. And when I say all my adrenaline kicked in at once, like <laughs> we all just started laughing. Maybe like 10 of us, like sitting in a circle. We all just started laughing, probably just out of shock or something. Cause we didn't know what else to do with our feelings. <laughs> my knees was all busted up. Like I, I was bleeding underneath my white pants and you could see it. Like you could see it. I think that's the reason why I'm so traumatized to wear white now. But it was like my knee or something. So it didn't look like I was like on my cycle or anything, but it was just crazy. Oh, Montgomery. Those were the days. Those were the days. Anywho. Um, but yeah, this this is not like a night out. at the. You, I remember when they were coming in after like the club and everything. So it was kind of like that real easy vibe. You know, people, there, there were some times where a certain song would come on, like if, if Juvenile Back That Ass Up came on, you could guarantee it like two, three o'clock in the morning, fresh out the rows, like people was going to be like, ah, by the tables. It was always going to be some huge party or crowd that was coming in from either one of the plants or one of the clubs or something that were going to be loud. You know, so you you almost imagine like in a, in a night that you might see or service a thousand people, you're going to have at least five to eight percent they're gonna be fucking loony to like you just kind of know that working in the restaurant industry so if it was you know three to four women that were doing this to me that's not uh that's not a practice for an owner of a restaurant to come out now the first thing that i kind of thought was how the fuck why the fuck would he just come out as the owner off rip like this like i would send out you know tell their waitress like yo you need to come on down or send over the manager, send over the floor manager or the general manager to like come over there. But apparently, I mean, so I get the frustration. Uh, apparently they had already did all of that. You know, the waiters had told them like, you, yo, you need to calm down. Then when they got up on the furniture, like the managers, I guess, were going out to the tables and they were saying something to them. So I guess he was the last ditch effort. But again, to me, th there's a way to do it. And sometimes you just you bite the bullet and you you walk the professional path. You don't let some this one situation like tear out all of your customer service just so you can feel like you're making a point by standing on a soapbox. There's a, a YouTuber that I listen to. I really, really love her. Lovely T. And she kind of breaks it down to where like sometimes a lot of black businesses or a lot of black entrepreneurs or even black customers. You know what I mean? For us being a customer and us being a business owner, a lot of times we're too familiar with each other. You know what I mean? Like we talk to you know, his, for him, he was, he approached the situation way too familiar with these people. These are not your, your, you know, an organization that you're having that, that you know, these people personally, and they just so happen to fuck up in person. You know what I mean? These are paying customers that came to your restaurant that do not know you. So if there's something that they do in your restaurant, that's, you know, crazy or anything like that, you handle it just like you would for anybody else. If this was somebody, if these were, if these women were not black, you, sh you should not feel the need to come out as any type of business owner and admonish them for the culture itself. Don't put that, like that, that's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. And I think that his whole approach, he, however frustrated you are, and I, from the pictures and everything, that shit looks expensive. It looks expensive. My thing is this. I'm going to come to the table. You've been warned once by the waiter. You've been warned another time by my manager. I'm now coming out as the owner. And I'm telling you, the meal is over. Thank you so much for coming in. But maybe we've had a little bit too much. Maybe it's time to wind this thing down. So we've taken the liberty of packaging up all of your food and pre-to-go containers. We, I'm going to send you home with dessert. Have a good night, baby. I guarantee that'll sober. If not the motherfucker that was jigabopping on top of your shit, everybody else at the fucking table have now woke the fuck up. Like, yo, they had to send the fucking owner out here because goddamn sassy Sue ass had to come up here doing the stanky leg on top of this man's furniture. Like, come on now. But you can't let the, your familiarity with, with people with the same skin tone as you bring you to a point where you got to stand on a soapbox like, oh, I did this for the culture. Like, put down that red, green, and black cape, my nigga. <laughs> put that shit down. You know, I got to tell my, my, my queens, y'all got to take, y'all got to be more self-aware of yourself and y'all got to hold yourself to more accountability. No, but these are adults. These are adults. These are not children in the struggle that are, that you are trying to heal and overcome for them. No, you have a restaurant, some patrons, whoever or whatever tribe they are from, they came to your restaurant. A few of them were drunk. They acted an ass. You should act like a fucking owner. You're not the leader of a civil rights movement. You're not, you're not. And to put that on your paying patrons, you know, who, whoever jumped on the tables or anything, there's a way to handle it. And I felt like for me, this one was the way not to handle it. Do I feel like it's a, a reason for him to be completely, you know, canceled? Nobody goes to his restaurant. Nobody pa patronizes him anymore. Absolutely not. You know, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm, I'm like Sonny off of the view. I'm a fan of accountability, but I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I don't think that this was enough for all of that. Anyway, I can understand why I went viral because it was fucking ridiculous. I mean, he came out there and was like, yo, I saved my motherfucking money. I put together a motherfucking business plan and you come in here this motherfucker and do this motherfucking shit. Like I thought he was going to say, get these motherfucking twerkers out the motherfucking restaurant. <laughs> I really did think that we was going there for a second. For an owner of a restaurant to come out and just spew all of that, you, you take that shit here, you can take that shit there. I don't fucking need it. You can get the fuck out with that bullshit. That, nah, that's not going to get you the type of crowd or the type of business that you want and or need, sir. Not at all. Do better. Do better. This has been a message from me to you. And I think that maybe all this publicity and all of this back and forth, while there are lots of people that do agree with him, again, I think that there's a different road that you have to take when you're a business owner and you're, you're an entrepreneur. When you're the actual owner, there's, there's a whole different route that you take. We already get enough as, you know, black entrepreneurs and stuff. You know, that's why I don't buy black because the customer service be all fucked. That's why we get all of that. You know what I mean? That's why people look at us crazy. You know what I mean? When, when we show up to, to different places and different things, because they have these things in mind so much so that it's burned in the brains of our own selves. You know, I always kind of hate when people, you know, I've definitely been guilty of it. And there's definitely sometimes I always tell people there's a difference between not everything is a black business versus, you know, main culture business. Not everything is that. Sometimes it's lack of experience or this is not the right person 
You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a it's somebody who's good at business on paper. They're good at doing the 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 behind the scenes stuff. But maybe this is not the person that you need. You need to find a family member or a wife or something, your other half or something like that to be the poster child that actually deals with the customers. Sometimes the person who puts the thing together that keeps the thing running is not the same person that can be out in front with people. Fine. Sometimes you learn things along the way. You know, you have a fucked up return policy. All of a sudden you figure it out and you piece it together. Sometimes it's just lack of experience. And that could happen on one side or the other. I've, I've gone to plenty of different businesses. I've gone to plenty of established businesses, franchises, where it's fucked up. <laughs> and the service is fucked up. So I hate this idea that it's, that it's just, it's always us. You know what I mean? Sometimes we put that black tax on ourselves that we have to be three times as good, twice as good or three times as good, depending on what you look at right now. It, it seems like now we have to be, you know, 12 times as good to get half as far. But this, I don't think this is anything to cancel him about. So I know there was a lot of people that were, you know, agreeing with the whole, you know, he's an owner. He should carry himself better. He should not have came out and spoken to his patrons like that. But again, I don't feel like this man should be canceled. I don't feel like we should be boycotting his restaurant or anything like that. I think all of this attention and everything has given him the kind of like, maybe I, I was a little too familiar, you know, with my language and everything. Yeah, 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 he was, he was. Just a just a little just a little too bit too many. I don't know. Maybe if the world starts moving again, maybe I go down to Dallas. Maybe I check out True Cock. What is it called? I don't know. Maybe if I ever visit, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I ever visit Dallas, if the world ever opens up, maybe I will visit True Kitchen and Cocktails. Who knows? I will definitely not be twerking on their furniture. Hope you guys enjoyed the show for this episode. This was just like one of those random things that was just like on the back of my mind. I just kind of wanted to get some thoughts out. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Make sure you again continue to listen um, at the podcast. Me and a Mike podcast available anywhere that you get your free podcast. SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on so many different platforms. Make sure you check out the actual website itself, MickeyJKing.com, and also our YouTube channel that's been kind of growing slowly, and we're putting a lot more of the podcast episodes out there as well. So if you're not somebody that uses a podcast app, you can still listen to it on YouTube, which everybody, for the most part, pretty much has. If not, you can always click on the different links that are right on our website. Keep checking out the blog. There's always new things to be posted, and we'll see you soon. Bye.